1: and has over 30 years experience of helping people step into their genuine, authentic power, personally and professionally.
0: Matthew. Uh, Oh, sorry. It's okay. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you. And I know it's because you care.
1: For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. And now, here's your host, Gina Gardner. Hello there, and a huge welcome to this week's episode of Gina Gardner and Friends. I'm joined today by a remarkable man. His name is Barnaby Winter. And he has so many things for me to talk to you about. I'm just gonna start with a few bits of the introduction and then I'm going to, as we go through the program, just drop some things in. He's actually the first Freeman of London that I've ever met. um, And we're going to talk about what does that mean? But he is the founder of the Brand Bucket Company. He's a uh, keynote speaker, a mentor, a non-executive director, He's the founder freeman of the new company of entrepreneurs. He's done so many things and does a huge amount of charity. Twenty five percent of his work is pro bono. So, Barnaby, a huge welcome today. Thank you very Thank much. You very
0: much. Absolutely great to be here. Thank you for inviting me.
1: We're going to be talking about how to become, um, how to create a personal brand. And I know branding is very much what you're about. Can we spend just a couple of minutes talking about what do you mean by a personal brand? Because I think different people might think differently.
0: Yeah, I I think that's a great first question. I I think the first thing I'd like to to make a distinction between branding and brand. I know it's a common common thing because they are very, very different. when, uh, and, and the, often people swap them in, in, uh, between each other and I don't think they should be doing that. The branding is really essentially where you, you take a particular story and you give it some clothes. So you give it a logo, a look and feel and all that sort of thing. So that that's really what branding is. A brand is something entirely different. And a brand is really everything pertaining to a source of value. Now that value can be an individual, Uh, Of course, all individuals have value, but also a business can have value as well. So a brand is very much how you tell the value story. And we have a very specific definition of brand, which is every experience that affects the relationship between a product or service and its buyer. Now, from a personal brand point of view, that product or service is, of course, you. And so when you're out in the wide world, what you're doing is you're portraying yourself in an environment where you're hoping that people will build a relationship with you. And the essential part of a brand is it's a relationship that people value commercially more than the money in their pockets. But actually, money is really only a reflection of the only single currency that we have available to us, which is time. Uh, And you use your time to earn money. You then spend the money with other people who have spent time building or creating something that would take you far too long to make or do yourself. So therefore you're exchanging your time for money and then the money back for someone else's time. So actually money is really just a reflection of time. At a personal brand level, of course, what you're doing is you're exchanging the time it took to become you. And and therefore when you're looking to build relationships with anybody in the world, um, you're exchanging your invested time in yourself in their invested time in themselves. And so that becomes in a value exchange and it works exactly the same way as when you go and buy a chocolate bar or a car or a new house or go on holiday. It works exactly the same way. So personal brand and a commercial brand are work really to the same sort of formula, which is about creating experiences that really demonstrate your ability to have a very valuable relationship with somebody?
1: You know, it's the first time I actually um, thought about it in that way. But, you know, every I've always said that every relationship that we have with other people is a reflection of the relationship that we have with ourselves. And so understanding that the value that you have as an individual, and as you start, said, everybody has value, But when you really own that value, then I would suspect that it's much easier to engage with other people and help them see your value. If you don't value you, then that must be much more difficult because other people are seeing what you see in yourself rather than the true value.
0: I I think that's absolutely spot on. I think I'd add to that, though, Gina, that... uh, um you must also learn how to value others yes because uh, everybody yes. has a value and uh, one of the one of the frustrations that wisdom brings to you is this idea that women aren't as valuable as men or uh, or ethnic minorities aren't as valuable as other ethnic minorities or cultures aren't as valuable and actually do you know what the most exciting thing about being a human being is everybody has an equal value it's source it may be entirely different, and I think part of the the, the ailments and the, the, the problems in society are that we often reflect back on a tribal value, and then we think that's better than another tribe. It isn't, and that's why actually, um, I'm one of the charities I'm involved in is it's very much about uh, equality and diversity and all that sort of thing. Because what's what's happened is you know I've, I've ended up through no fault of my own with a white privilege, and actually I'm don't. i not entitled to that any more than anybody else, so therefore I'm actively looking and teaching people to value themselves and then absolutely seek the value in others because they have it. They have exactly the same value as you do as an individual. You've just got to find it, and if they don't know where it is, help them find it so they can be strong and confident in the world as well.
1: Wouldn't the world be different if everybody lived by that principle?
0: I, I I imagine it to be so. I, I appreciate it's a bit bit philosophical, and I'm not a philosophical person. I'm not, I'm not airy-fairy in any way. I'm very pragmatic and very numbers-orientated and that sort of thing. But I just, as I've got older and wise, I just, and I've travelled a lot, and I'm, as, as I know you have, you just, the world is an amazing place, um, and, and human beings are amazing, and I cannot fathom why anybody would want to be nasty to anybody else.
1: <laughs> well, I, I just think that very often when people are, are being very dismissive of other people, it comes from a place of fear. Because yes. when you value somebody else and you see they have an equal but different value, we each bring something unique to the world. But when you you see that true value in that other being, then what I believe you're doing is you're also truly valuing yourself. Every time you diss somebody Yes, in a way that erodes yourself. Well, I yeah. And I think erodes, I,
0: a, the only toolbox I've got available to, to make my contribution to this, this is, is that I've spent a whole career creating brands for businesses and for, for individuals um, and, you know, 95.6% of all businesses in the United Kingdom, and it tends to be true in, in the rest of the world, are run by one person. So yeah. those businesses are a one person, you know, they're, um, they're, the systems and processes they're creating are simply reflections of that individual. So, So I, I found the flicking from personal brand to commercial brand or a business brand almost identical most of the time. Now, yeah. Of course, when you're working with big corporates, yeah. um, which 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 is where I make most of my money, of course, the principles are the same. You know, uh, yeah. Gucci was started by the Gucci family, the Sainsbury's yeah. was started by the Sainsbury family, the Lee brothers were started by Levers in the Lever Hume family, you know. So, you know, you know, so so it's one and the same, and all you're doing is learning how you take the essence yeah. of the personal brand or an individual's view on the world, and then they built a system and a process around it, which depending on the size can then improve the quality of life of other people around them. So I think it's important that we, my only way of contributing to this is to say, you really need to focus on what makes your personal brand work, be proud of it, know how to tell your story well, and learn how to read other people's stories, even if they're not very good at telling them. So that actually the relationships you build are really powerful, really potent, Um, and uh, it, it, it's difficult because it takes the instinct out of relationships. It's actually about that feels a little bit uh, manipulative. But that's what I teach people to do, to, to to learn their own value and then see value in others and then find where that value can cross over and produce, you know, one plus one equals three. So it gets very exciting, to be fair.
1: I'm sure it does. We've got to go for a short break. When we come back, I, 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 there was, there's so many routes that we could take, but I wouldn't... I'm fascinated about how you become a Freeman of London and I'd like to just start there and have a bit of your story and how that happened. So don't go away, we'll be back in just a minute.
0: So, what is love? Love is being independent. Love is dancing. The Hospital for Children, love is a new smile. At Shriners Hospitals for Children, love is caring for a child regardless of the family's ability to pay. If you know a child we can help, visit ShrinersHospitalsForChildren.org. Travel is part of the American way of life. When we're on vacation, we keep an eye out for anything that looks out of place. <laughs> Miss your bag. When we travel from city to city, we pay attention to our surroundings. Everyone plays a role in keeping our communities safe. Whether you're traveling for business or pleasure, be aware of your surroundings. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities.
1: Welcome back. I'm joined today by Barnaby Winter, an amazing gentleman who is a Freeman of London. Barnaby, how on earth did that come about?
0: Yeah, I, I, so um, so uh, let me give you a little bit of the history of the City of London. Okay, so the City of London is uh, like the, they used to call it, they call it the square mile, um, and uh, but in, in in truth, it's one point one four miles per square. So it's not <laughs> like a mile. So it's a little bit cheap that one, but. Way back when in the in the 14th and 15th uh, centuries, uh, to work in the city of London, you had to physically be part of a of a guild uh, or or a livery company. You couldn't work in the city of London, so you, in order to go and work there, you had to serve an apprenticeship with a guild before you could go in there. And they, and um, anyway, that that was over a thousand years ago. There Are many, many? Uh, uh there are over 100 uh, companies or livery companies, as they call them, in, in the city of London. So, Today,
1: before you just go on, just because a lot of our people will be in America and not understand yeah. uh, what that means, um, each guild was for a different profession, wasn't it? For a it? different
0: profession, that's right, yeah. So, so they were like they were effectively trade unions or or, or, or trading bodies, so the. The earlier ones are the vintners, the wine merchants, the saddlers, the candlestick makers, the, the wool makers. They're, they're all the early ones, so they're all be the oldest ones. Um, so I'm, I'm part of what's called the, uh, the now called the Company of Entrepreneurs. It started off as the Guild of Entrepreneurs, and in 20, 2024 we are aspiring to become a Livery Company of Entrepreneurs. Um, now. But our story starts possibly about ten years ago. A gentleman uh, realised that the the, pro, the the challenge with a modern day guild um, or a modern day livery company is that there aren't really any saddlers or candlestick makers or pipe makers or anything like that. And actually, what the business arena is full of entrepreneurs? And entrepreneurs don't really have anywhere to go because they're all crazy, mad box of frogs people, you know. They, you, you know, <laughs> so. So where do you put them in, inside the living room? So he approached the Guild Hall and said, "Look, I'd like to start a, 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 liber- a guild for, purely for entrepreneurs." So a uh, definition was defined of a, an entrepreneur, which is somebody who started a business, made it using their own money. Um, that's you know that may not be your definition of an entrepreneur, but nevertheless, it's that that was the definition that was approved by the, the Guild Hall, which is a big uh, institution in the centre of the City of London. And three years later, there was a sort of a search for the first founding uh, Freeman, and one of the events was um, the, the the keys ceremony at the Tower of London. I don't know if you've ever been to it, Gina, but uh, it's an amazing locked, ceremony. They've locked the Tower of London in exactly the same way for the last seven hundred odd years, if not longer, um, and you can get you can go and you witness this. This exchanging the keys, so when the jailmaster uh, of the day hands over to the army at night, they exchange the keys, and this particular it's, ceremony is done exactly the same way. Um, anyway, so I went to that, and that was really a, 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 a an opportunity to meet this the, the chap who was starting out, and uh, we talked. To, we talked at length of the night. As an entrepreneur, I've started many businesses and involved in many businesses. So I, I then became a, a one of the first fifty freemen to start the then Guild of Entrepreneurs. Um, And we've been going seven or eight years now. We've got over 180 uh, freemen now. And then once you're part of a a guild or a company, that then entitles you to then seek freedom of the city and become a freeman of the City of London. So um, with COVID put a a bit of a dent in being able to do that for a lot of people. So we had a mass, uh, I think... I believe, the largest ever induction of freemen to the City of London. I think 16 of us were all done at the same time. Um, and you're then sworn in and you're given a little rule book on how to behave in the city. And, uh, and it's just an honour today. The, the livery movement or the, the, the uh, overall livery movement is the fourth largest charity in the UK now. So its function now is much more to support industry um, wherever can, support the Lord Mayor and um, um, and uh, support the aldermen um, who are who are and um, the, the city of London has its own its own mayor and its own aldermen and police force because it is the only place where uh, the royalty uh, can be held to held to account. That's why this that's why the Tower of London uh, kings and queens were beheaded at the, the Tower of London because that was effectively the court of law. For the kings and queens, otherwise the kings and queens have no, you know, nobody controlling them. So the city yeah. is always representing something separate. So we work for the Lord Mayor, um, and currently we, we, you know, we're raising money for for, for to donate to, to businesses that would otherwise struggle. We provide a lot of mentoring, a lot of a lot of advice, a lot of help as as established uh, business people for young businesses, young entrepreneurs within the city of London who are trying to trying to break through who wouldn't normally be able to to do that. So it's, it's great, great fun. And and we have a bit of pomp and ceremony. We have two fancy dinners and all these these fancy guild halls, which obviously we don't have because we're way too young. Um but thousand years of, we, we currently share the Draper's hall, though so, um and they, they lend us a room in there so we can operate out of there. But there's some amazing, amazing so, if any of you ever come over, tap up Gina, ask me, and we'll get you to one of our dinners, and you can experience yeah, a part, part of Britain, part of Britain that uh, is unseen by nearly everybody. It's just amazing.
1: Um, a great friend of mine is actually the silver butler for the um, for the Saddlers, right? And I've been to the Saddlers building to a couple of events there. And just, it it oozes atmosphere and history. And, you know, people who have no idea about the keys ceremony, for example, you know, people are dressed in the costume that they would have been dressed in 700 years ago as people and so on. And just as as an experience, it's amazing and worth doing. But actually, when you look at what you are doing through, Um, your company of entrepreneurs. For me, what seems to be so magical is it's the the collision or the juxtaposition or the melding of old and new. Yes. The principle of supporting people in business and helping them has been um, one of the underpinning principles of those companies for a thousand years, and you are, are modernizing it and taking it forward.
0: Very much so, very much so. And uh, and um we've we we appear to have created quite a noise in amongst the livery movement because of course the the, the, the thousand year old livery movements, they're very staid. they've let all the traditions lapse, a bit. they've got, you know, not un- unreasonably, they've got diminished in numbers. Whereas we're full of, you know, bright Third spots. and
1: bigger, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> and a
0: bright future and we're breaking the rules and we keep challenging everything and all that sort of thing. But Interesting enough, uh, Dad Doctor, who founded it, he he, he made a, a really interesting statement which impressed me. He said, "What's going to happen is we are going to bring in people who are all crazy. They're all crazy entrepreneurs with amazing ideas and all that sort of thing. But when we run our events, we will run them absolutely to the traditions of a thousand years ago. So when you come to our events, and in fact, all the all the other masters from all the other um, livery movements." keep wanting to come to our events because we run it exactly as it was run a hundred thousand years ago because we're all mad as a box of frogs. And and so therefore we do it exactly right and all the outfits and the loving cups and all the things that we, you know, we do whatever's required um to 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 adhere to the tradition. And that you're right, that's 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 great. My my reason for joining it was not not only to, to provide give back to to entrepreneurs in the city of London, but actually I'm naturally a rule breaker, um, you know. If you're in, if you're no. in, in, can I just business.
1: say why am I not surprised?
0: <laughs> and so, therefore, I, I, I suddenly realised that this is the source of the rules. The livery movement is the source of the yeah. rules. So, therefore, if you're going to break them, it's great to know them um, because then it's much easier to break them without anyone noticing. So, so I I love going in and being. Um, you know, just challenging everything which 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 we said we have to do, and I go, why do we do that? And people often people don't know we don't know why we do that. So we go, okay, is that the right thing to be doing right now? So you know, and all that sort of thing. So I'm loving that aspect of it. I find that quite. Similar.
1: You know, I think it's such a healthy way to be. Know the rules and know. Why the rules are there, and which rules actually m- are making a positive difference, and if they're
0: yeah. not, to challenge yeah. them. And just <laughs> challenge it doesn't mean you're going to change them. Just say, look, we just need to be clear why we're yeah. doing this. And I think I think I w- I do worry that too many people go through life blindly and don't challenge what's around them, and then and then uh, and then become subsumed by a by a, you know a higher force. And we know wealth is 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 badly distributed across the planet, and you know all that sort of thing. So. And and the more you read, you know, when you you read the idea that, you know, people are are storming government buildings because of Twitter, you know, in Brazil, you think, oh, okay, so there's only a few people really pulling the strings of of the way the world works. If you've got a mind to just challenge at a very localized level, just say, why are we doing it like that? Can we not do it a better way? And maybe... We can go from the ground up, improve things rather than expect the top down who are really going to protect themselves anyway. So so uh you know, just
1: I think that's a whole other program. <laughs> sorry. Whole, whole program. sorry. I drift
0: that. off like that. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> and I think
1: there's a lot to that. I think it's important to challenge. I also think it's really important the way in which we challenge. Yes, I agree, I agree. Um but well, we've got to go for a short break. When we come back, a bit, just before we go, I just want to clear something up. We talk about freemen. I'm assuming this is men and women.
0: Yes, very okay. much so. Yeah, and it, it's actually you'll be pleased know I've raised this as an issue. Um, and Although it,
1: free person doesn't have quite the same It doesn't
0: thing. have quite the same thing. And actually, we, we boast nearly 50% of our membership unusually is our female... Uh, we have a very, very high ethnic distribution as well, which is also unusual. Uh, and uh, and that question has been raised, and I've done it both at a personal level and at, at court level because I sit on the courts as well. And uh, um, and most of the women have said we don't mind being called Freeman because we think it's the name of yeah. of the, the, the institution. We don't see it as a, a thing, but it's it's absolutely the right question. Uh, it's I, the
1: practice rather than the name. Of it.
0: Yeah, but you know. We live in a world where communication, and I know that's my, you know, words are have okay. meaning attributed to them and they are important. So I think we need to keep reviewing it. But, okay. Um. We've got to go for a short
1: break now. Please don't go away. We'll be back in a couple of minutes.
0: Hey world, I have a quick message. It's about safe driving. All right, let's go. Anytime you're driving, have the seatbelt buckle tight. Both hands on the wheel and your phone out of sight. We're well, not in your hand trying to text somebody back. Because if you do, your car might get smacked. The moral of the story, just put your phone down. The people on the road will stay safe and sound. Put your phone down. Put your phone down. People on the road will stay safe and sound. Yeah. <laughs> hey.
1: One hour pickup order? Got it. Thanks. We're out of ink and I have a
0: big meeting today. And- and two boxes of Twizzlers. Yeah, for the
1: team. The team. Yeah, team. Go team. Go team. Know what's better than overnight shipping? Free one-hour pickup when you order online or on our app at Office Depot Office Mac. Welcome back. Um, we're talking about branding but actually I want to go off piste now and we've only got a very few minutes before the end of the show I know that you um work through the Think Academy um with black business owners with mental health challenges I know you do a lot of pro bono work but I'm particularly interested how that came about and I you need to give me the short answer because we are very close to the end of the show
0: Okay. The very okay. So the very short answer is: fourteen years ago, I started mentoring a, a, a black girl called Bella, um, and six years in, she said, "I'm sorry, I'm, I've been a bit down. Uh, um, you know, I've got etc." And I said, "Oh, that's all right. Don't worry about it." Um, she said, "I," and she said, "I've got bipolar," and I kind of was a bit stunned. I said, "Okay," and she said, "That's why I kind of flit in and out because sometimes I'm down and sometimes I." I said, "Okay, why but, but, me." And I sort of sat there as a, as a mentor and I thought, how have I not work, seen this? have I not worked this out? And I said to her, I said, well, you know, gosh, I, I can't believe I missed that. She said, yeah, I've got a load of other things, PTSD and various other things. She said, I said, okay, wow, you cover it well. She said, yeah, it's, it, you know, I said, well, why did you never tell me? And she said, we don't. And I said, well, what, what do you mean we don't? She said, she said, black people don't talk about mental health. And I said, well, what? What do you mean they don't talk about mental health? And she said, "No." She said, "It's it's it's a result of generational trauma." Uh, and I went, "Okay, well, stop." So the mentoring session got stopped, and I said, "You're going to have to teach me about this." Anyway, it then transpires that uh, there is a generational trauma from the slave days, where if you were a slave, um, and you said you couldn't do something, for example. Um, you were beaten by the slave master. So the culture just never admits that it can't do something. So what that manifests itself is people who go into business who are black don't ask for help. They don't admit they can't do something. So their failure rate is much higher because they're not learning and they're not asking for help. But when it comes to mental health, if you're a slave and you've got mental health, you are killed by the slave master. So nobody in the black community talks about mental health in any shape or form. Within the family, it's just not, I mean, they don't admit that they've got it. It's just kept under wraps. Well, here we are in in 2023, and that cultural uh, generational trauma is still manifesting itself. So black people still don't talk about mental health. So anyway, uh, long story short, she then approached me and said, what you've done for me is amazing. I'd like to start a charity. So we founded a charity uh, a year ago, really with a specific aim of helping black business owners with mental health conditions improve their business acumen, but also actually what we've been doing mainly is, is, is just getting black people to talk about mental health. So we run events now where anybody can come, uh, at white, black, doesn't really matter. And, and we have therapists uh, coming and talking about what trauma is and what depression is and what stress is and what suicide watch is and all that sort of thing, just with rooms full of, of black people. and. I have to say it's an entire revelation and we're, we're creating a conversation. Brilliant. Where can people find you? Um well, yeah, The best place is to look me up on LinkedIn, uh, Barnaby Winter with a Y, W-Y-N-T-E-R. Um, and there aren't many of us in the world, so you should find me fairly quickly. Um, or you can visit me at uh, www.barnabywinter.com. I have a website there, but LinkedIn is the best way. Or just Google it. You'll find I'm all and over everywhere so uh, should find me fairly easily
1: a huge thank you um it's been a real pleasure thank you for joining us today i'd love to know how you're doing what you think about the show please email me at gina at gina gardener and friends take care see you on the next show bye-bye now
0: Thanks for listening to Gina Gardner and Friends, the show that helps you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. To learn more about Gina Gardner, go to genuinely-u.com. If you would like to work with Gina or book her as a speaker, email her at gina at genuinely-u.com.